Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Matt Basta. How's everybody doing? Doing, Tired. doing good. Tired. That's fair. Uh, it's <laughs> been a week. Uh, it's, it's a, this, like, uh, we're like, ah, moving on from asking you how you Anyway. <laughs> That's what I mean. After this many episodes with you guys, I don't know what to expect when I start an episode. I made the mistake of asking Brendan how he was, knowing he'd answer earnestly. Which was a giant meh. Uh, But that's what I mean. Uh, This is a video game podcast for anyone new. Uh, We're not that terrible. Basta, you're the one we haven't heard from in a long time. Uh, Any life updates going on in Basta land? Oh, boy. Uh, You know, honest to God, not really. Just been busy, busy with work a lot. Um busy uh I, I, I tried going on a diet for the new year not that i not that i tried i did i went on a diet um at the end of january um some health related things sort of forced me to not be on a diet um but you know once that clears up gonna you know pick up where i left off uh but yeah cool. otherwise st- stuff stuff is good been playing some games if you you have. That. Yeah, I know, right? It games on my phone, mostly while I'm pooping, okay. but you know, uh, and doing cardio. That's that's like my new game time while I'm while I'm on the Stairmaster at the gym. <laughs> yeah, get a high score with that heart rate. <laughs> no, it's got to stay 130. That's the, that's what I'm aiming for. Okay. Um, so I started playing this game, Progress Bar 95. Oh, that um, sounds so exciting. It sounds like a Basta game. <laughs> so... It, it, it's very weird because you start it up and it looks like Windows 95 and you like open the start menu and you press like new game or whatever. And the idea is it's like a Windows 95 themed game uh, where you are a progress bar and the little like chunks of progress bar fall from the top of the screen and you've got to catch them in your little empty segment. You want to catch the, the dark blue ones. Uh, if you catch orange ones, uh, they're worth less points. Um, there's pink ones. If you catch them, it removes a little segment from your progress bar. Um, there's gray ones, which do nothing. And then there's, uh, red ones, flashing red ones that are basically a game over if they even touch you. So you're sort of dragging this progress bar back and forth, trying to like avoid the like traps and hazards and the red segments and trying to catch the dark blue segments. Sometimes there's like extra, uh, sort of power-ups and like bonus points that you can catch for doing certain things. Um, it's a really fun game. Uh, so you play as Windows 95, you get points for catching the, the progress bar chunks. Every level, it gets a little faster, um, and, and harder. If you get all dark blue chunks, um, you get a perfect score and it's a nice bonus. Uh, and then you use the points to buy new equipment for your computer. So you buy graphics cards, hard drives, etc. And eventually you earn enough, enough upgrades to, uh, upgrade your computer to like Windows 98 um, and then you upgrade to Windows NE and then Windows XP and so on and so forth. Um, it's very addicting. I played it for a solid few weeks. Um, lately, it's just getting a little samey. Uh, as you go up levels, obviously like it reskins. I'm on like Windows 10 at this point or something. Um, it looks like Windows 10. Uh, that's really, <laughs> it's really what all it is. An incredibly specific game for you, Basta. <laughs> You know, it it's it honestly scratches a little bit of an itch because it's uh, a little bit of nostalgia, perhaps, but also um, it is this mind-numbingly simple game 
like you're just moving around a progress bar. It, it's almost like the old games of like Brick Breaker or whatever, where you try to yeah. bounce the ball. In fact, one of the sort of like bonuses that can happen in the game, there's a little ball that comes down from the top. And you've got to like Brick Breaker it. And it's just every time you manage to hit it, it's 10 points um, until it falls off the bottom and then the bonus is over. But uh, it's, it's super good. It's really, really well made uh, for what it is. Um, it's not a junk game and it somebody's like actually put a lot of time and thought into it. Um, I really do appreciate it. It's free. Check it out. Um, it does have some annoying ads, but, uh, that's a mobile thankfully, well, there's, there's no like overlay ads. There's no ads where it's like along the bottom of the screen or whatever. So it, it, it's at least giving you that, um, overall can't complain. It's not bad. Uh, I've never heard someone fondly reflect on the Windows 95 aesthetic of like, I want to look at this when playing you know, that game. I'll no. tell you what, it, 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 check it out because it's... I'm watching a video. It's a little tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it It's it's very... Uh, it's very like new, weird internet sort of uh, feeling slash aesthetic. I don't know. Uh, definitely not a waste of time. In, in my book. <laughs> Looks cute. Uh, the other fun. game uh, that I've been playing, I, I played it a few times. I think other people might have um, a bit of a better time, or perhaps they'll hate it. Uh, if you like Sudoku, it is, it's called Block Doku. Um, it's like Tetris, but on a Sudoku board. Uh, and the idea is it gives you three pieces and you drag and drop them onto this sort of. Uh, nine by nine grid of Sudoku tiles. Um, And the idea is you either want to fill up one of the quadrants, or I guess they're not quadrants, one of the like nine segments. Um, You want to fill up a row or you want to fill up a column. And when you do, it clears it. Uh, Just like playing Tetris. Uh, You know, you get a whole line across, it clears it. Um, Oh, it's, it's interesting. It's hard to imagine until you watch someone play it for a second. Yeah, I'm watching um, a video right now. It, it's like playing it's like playing Tetris on a Sudoku board. Um, but you, there's no time limit or anything. It's just sort of like very casual dragging and dropping. So you can plan things out. Uh, I think that the hard part for me is you really have to be thinking three or four moves ahead. And normally when I'm playing these games, I'm not in any position or state of mind to be thinking like three or four moves ahead. Um, it's very easy to go from, I think I'm doing well to, Oh fuck. It's a game over. Yeah. Um, That's instance, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's a sort of thing where like, you'll get like a five wide, one tall block. And if you don't have any spaces that are five tiles wide, it's just game over automatically. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really, really tough to avoid situations like that, but like you can do it with careful planning. Um, it's interesting because the way you sort of like optimize your gameplay isn't really like any other game you've played. I have never sat down and had one of these sort of puzzle games um, where you have to, Think of like maximizing free space overall, like maximizing total number of moves versus like, I'm going to clear out this area. It's it's very unusual. I gave it uh, a few good goes. Um, I think my high score was like 3000 or something. It wasn't very good, uh, but definitely give it a look. Um, it was not so annoying. And uh, I don't remember there being any annoying ads. So give, cool. it, give it a shake. Okay. So they give you different shapes that aren't, in Tetris normally, like there's one that's just diagonal. So 
Yeah. You got to prepare for any piece of any right. of those tiles to pop up because if it doesn't fit, you automatically lose. That's right. That's rough. That's yeah, pretty cool though. I like it. That Yeah, it's tricky. It's a neat game. That'd be great for anyone who's got a lot of memories of playing Resident Evil and just managing that inventory square. Oh god damn. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> this uh, this is all AJ did. For, for <laughs> when AJ and I were roommates, um all he did was play Resident Evil, and I must have watched him play about a hundred hours of the inventory screen alone. <laughs> <laughs> His favorite thing to do. I can imagine that. Um, trying to think here. As for me, a life update. Uh, my cat ate my headphones the other day. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" I come into my office and there's just like a mess. I'm like, "What is that?" And it's my headphones, it's completely destroyed. Uh, I think I can replace the cable on it, but they were like Bose headphones. They were really nice, so I was like, "God damn it, Reggie!" But uh, so I didn't kill my cat, but I have have to get new headphones. And my wife is giving me her like little earbud headphones that I'm using right now to get by until I can get a replacement wire or try new headphones. So that kind of sucked. But um, I'm also playing games. Uh, I think the last time uh before our Life is Strange two episode uh spoiler cast episode, I was talking about how I have been playing Horizon Zero Dawn's DLC, uh, The Frozen Wilds. And man, I've been really putting a lot of time into that to the point where I'm trying to get every last trophy for it and then just like be completely done with it. I think I'm about 80% done uh, with getting those trophies. Uh, Man, it's just really challenging. They add new robo dinosaurs to this uh the area called the cut which is like the frozen wilds zone and there's like these giant like demented bear things uh they just throw all of these creatures at you that are just extra hard and uh impossible to take down and even at level like 57 or whatever i'm at i think you can cap at 60 uh you just get your ass kicked unless you're really strategic with your fighting but uh, I'm having a blast with it. It does get a little like uh, repetitive. Like there's this one quest where it's just like, oh, kill five of these fr- frost, uh, whatever the fuck they're called, uh, scorchers or whatever. Um, and after like the second one, you're like, oh god, I have like three more to go. But uh, there's also different collectibles that I had to get for certain trophies. Like uh, there's these things, these things called pigments that you collect and. Uh, what were the other ones? Animal figurines. And there's like a certain area on the map where you meet like the shaman and he's like, Oh, this is like the area of like the forgotten animals from the old ones. Cause they like refer to like the ancient people, uh, that roam the earth. And it, what it really looks like is like some kind of like museum that has, uh, if you have an animal figurine and uh, line it up with the particular pillar, it'll like project a hologram of the animal that is on the figurine and like play like a little snippet of audio about it. And I guess it was just like this one museum from back in the day that you can, uh, unlock this information. And yeah, I don't know. I'm having a, a good time with it, but I am looking forward to finishing it up. There was, Oh, that's one thing I really wanted to mention though. There's almost like a game breaking bug that I was like, Uh-oh. like terrified. I was like, I'm like, I'm investing so much time into this. This is my first platinum game ever. I want to continue that and platinum the DLC. But I thought that was coming to a screeching halt because there's this one quest where you're like diving into like the depths of like this like uh, volcano area and learning uh, that this one AI was corrupted by this thing called Hephaestus. And you're uh, interacting with this character named Orea, who like is a, like a shaman of the these this one uh 
clan of people and she's been in touch with the ai for like the longest time and trying to help it like get rid of uh the infection and here comes aloy to the rescue to actually do all that shit and at one point you have uh orea and her brother air uh following you into the mountain and there's uh i'd say at least three or four different like tiered areas where you have to like solve a puzzle in order to get Aloy to an area to then override this thing that'll then create a bridge for them to cross. So you make like three or four of these bridges. I think it was on the final bridge for some reason as like their programming is horrible as AI, they would get on the bridge and then just stop and like literally (laughs) not cross it. And I was researching it and other people were having similar problems or like during this quest specifically, the, the AI is super glitchy. And what sucks about it is like, I need them to follow me because, uh, in order per, to proceed in the game, there's like these barriers that it's like only air attack or Aurea, I forget which one of them has like the weapon that'll like destroy it. And now we can move on. So like I get to this barrier and I'm just like waiting for them to catch up to me. I'm like, where are they? I put, I definitely overrode the bridge and no, they're just standing on the bridge. So like I go over and start like whacking them and like, they're just not coming around. And I read online, someone was like, oh, you just got to die and then that'll reset it. I was like, okay. So I'm like in this like volcano. I literally just jump uh, my Aloy into some lava, dies immediately. And that's the problem with this like super deep in-depth, like I don't want to say dungeon because it's not a dungeon, but like it feels like, yeah, it's like this mountain that you're going into. When I died, it transported me all the way outside to like my last uh fireplace that i saved at and i was like god damn it now i have to hike my ass all the way back in there and as you do that uh the ai respawn like halfway through and are like following you again and i was like oh no i'm gonna have the same exact problem and i did i got to that bridge and then they just stopped again and i was like fuck so like on the third time i was thinking to myself this game's broken and i don't know how i'm gonna get past this to continue and what was extra strange was my strategy was instead of waiting for them to like keep pace with me, I'm just going to burn through it and just run as fast as I can. Like I know the way is clear for them to catch up, but I'm not going to wait for them. And I'm thinking if I just get to the area I need to and wait for them, they'll eventually catch up and not get stuck on the bridge. I just had my fingers crossed and was like, that's my, my last hope here. And what ended up happening was I burn through the whole like mountain area, get, get to where the barrier is that I'm supposedly stuck at. And the barrier was wide open. And I know for a fact, I didn't see like a cutscene or anything where they would open that. So I think as like a fail safe, the programmers were like, if a character runs into this problem and the bridges are all there and the the barrier hasn't been opened yet just open the fucking barrier for this person so they can continue cuz then i did continue and then the, the game carried on as usual and i beat that quest and it popped the trophy and i was like thank god but it was just really weird how the badly pro, uh pr- programmed ai was like fucking up my gameplay jeez yeah and i know other people were running into it too online apparently so be wary of that. Yeah, the Frozen Wilds, it's fun and great, but a little bit glitchy to the point where I was super nervous that I'm like, oh man, I'm definitely not doing another playthrough of this shit just to get to this point and have the same problem. Yeah, they might have uh, been like either burning out or running out of steam with the DLC. Like once they got the main game finished, I mean, people might have left. So maybe the DLC didn't get as much QC time or something as the final product. 
Right. Yeah. So that's something to be wary of. But all in all, I think I'll be wrapping that up soon and I'm looking forward to it because it is fun, but I do want to get to Kingdom Hearts. I'm finally almost mentally prepared for it. It's, I mean, we've had 12 years. (laughs) So if you weren't prepared by then, I don't know what will do it. No, just all the bad reviews have me nervous for that too. But how about you, Bren? Have you been playing much? Uh, yeah, I sent out my Joy-Cons to get fixed, uh, what was it, Saturday? Mm-hmm. And I got them back Wednesday. So, I think there's a Nintendo Damn. shop or, you know, facility or whatever they repair them at. I think it's in L.A. or, like, close to L.A. Uh, so I got those back pretty quickly. And, uh, so far, seems to be working. Haven't had any real drift yet, but, you know, the drift doesn't start until so many hours of playing it or after a few months of having it. Uh, so I don't know, maybe they just give me a new pair and I might have the drift again in another year. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so far so good. Uh, and yeah, I'm just playing uh fire emblem again, got back into that and there's a lot to it. And there's just, I mean, on the surface level, it's what you see, but there's just a lot of different stuff. You can have characters, you know, romancing other characters, having their storylines flesh out completely separate of the main character and stuff. Uh, figuring out the tricks of how to recruit people to your houses and stuff so uh learning more with each playthrough of the game and seeing more people talk about it online and uh still fun but yeah i wish there's a way to like i wish there's a new game plus that cut out all the main storyline stuff that's the exact same it's like i don't i don't need to see all this shit again you could totally. save me a good like 15 hours by just cutting out all the cutscenes that are identical to the first playthrough are they skippable yeah they're skippable but there's, it's like a RPG where like you you might have a dialogue choice, like you know two or three options of a conversation, and if you skip it, just nothing happens. Uh, but if you play it and you pick the right dialogue choice, you might uh, gain some favor or lose some favor with the character you're talking to. Okay. So it's kind of an incentive of like watch this whole cutscene because you might be able to get quick relationship points with certain characters in it, or you can just skip it and. You don't lose those points, but you don't gain them either. So right. it's kind of one of those, like, me trying to think back, like, oh, was there, were there a lot of, like, dialogue choices in this cutscene? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'll skip it. I'll skip it. Or if it's just, like, I'm, it's fucking 2 a.m., I'm exhausted, I'm fucking skip, like, I get to a safe point. Yeah, totally. So, uh, still good, though. Still enjoyable. Uh, but that's primarily all I've been playing, because I was going to... Uh, get back to some PC games, but then uh, work exploded, and my car did too, so I did. got real busy the last two weeks. Wait, um, that's funny you mentioned PC games, though. I did get around to revisiting Path to the Sky. It's just like oh, yeah. a little roguelike that I was obsessed Platform. with for a while. Oh man, it's just so fun. I feel like that, that one's always fun to just revisit. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, definitely worth a, a purchase. Path to the Sky. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping to get into Monster Hunter Iceborne because that expansion came out and it's like, it, it's not just DLC. Like, there's a lot more content in there. Yeah. But with Monster Hunter World, it was like the first Monster Hunter that was uh, on PC. And with the launch, they had a lot of problems with it for PC. That's why it got delayed. Uh, same with Iceborne. The, for PS4, it's been out for a while. For PC, it's been out for like the last month or so. Uh, and same thing, it's got a few bugs, it's not quite optimized, like, apparently you need, like, a higher-end computer just to run it with some of the demands on it. So, the reviews on the Iceborne aren't great, but I'm giving them leeway, you know, it's their first PC game, it's their first PC big expansion, 
And, you know, they've been good with, like, fixing the bugs and patches and stuff. So, uh, I'm looking forward to playing that, but I think I'm going to wait and let it cook a little more to see if they can knock out some of those bugs before I uh, buy it. Because it's a $40 expansion, so it's effectively buying another game. Right. But, uh, That's cool. Oh, uh, and, I have some crazy news for us, but uh, what were you going to say? Uh, not video game related, but uh, I ran my first D&D one-shot last night. Oh, and cool! That's probably why I'm so tired. Oh, well, uh, that explains it. What? Uh, yeah. What? How was? How did that go? Uh, good, but I made the rookie mistake of expecting our uh, my players to actually just walk through and pass something and not get distracted by every shiny little thing. So a lot the of bank stuff. episode. Mm. Yes, it's the bank episode. The bank episode. <laughs> Here's some flavor text. Here's some lore to just flush out the city. Oh, let's go talk to that guy for five minutes. Oh, I don't have a name for that guy. All right, here we go. Let's figure this out, like, on the fly. Uh, for um, the uninitiated, the bank episode refers to our other podcast, Almost Better Than Dragons, where we literally just spent an entire episode in a bank because we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, describe the bank a lot. Trying to make a withdrawal, but- trying trying to open a bank account. Trying to stab someone I don't even pen. know why Stealing we the pen leaned the into that counter. so hard. <laughs> You, you described the bank in, like, in a lot of detail. I really thought we were supposed to be in there. It's fine. Uh, but uh. speaking of like throwback action, <laughs> or do you have more to say about your one-off, one-shot? Uh, no, it's about, I, I ended up getting about like halfway through it, if that. So it ended up being a two-shot, and we'll play again uh, maybe in a week or two. Uh, That's cool. So, yeah, any advice for any you know new DMs thinking they'll have a fun little spin on a one-shot? Uh, bank on like four, five or six hours, because... Yeah, players get distracted by every little thing. Yep, that's not too far-fetched. Uh, but, okay, this really is, though. This is a throwback and a half and something that needs to be brought up on air. I mean, we talked about it a little bit off-air off, off air in our Slack channel, but we've been doing this podcast forever. It's stupid. Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's It's pretty ridiculous that... <laughs> Episode forty nine of our of our show was called Undesirable Porn, and it was this cast of characters: uh, Basta, Brandon, myself, plus right. Mark. And it was just a classic ABTS. We go around the table, talk about the games we played, but then we literally played I Was the Walrus for like an hour. I feel like it was way longer than we needed to. Like we talked about games for like ten minutes, and then just did I Was the Walrus for like the full episode. And in that episode is the inception of Sakios and Unfortunate Boy. It's a real out-there one. It's definitely a, a classic, in my opinion, at least, and made it on at least some kind of Best of I Was Walrus at one point. But in that episode, even, Bren announces something to the effect of, like, I hope years from now, someone just emails us out of the blue and just, uh, just like, fucking Sagios? Like, why? <laughs> and literally, uh, on the 4th of February this year, I get, I wake up to, th- to get ready for work, and in my inbox on my phone, I just see, why Sagios? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And I was thinking to myself, what the fuck is that? And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking who about? is this from? And then I look into it and, and it clicks in my brain. I'm like, oh my God, it's just that ridiculous reference that we made like hundreds of episodes ago at this rate. And 
I was just, I found it so funny that I responded to their email and was basically like, towels in your mouth. And I said, thanks for uh, this throwback. You made everyone's day. Uh, I said, if you want any magnets or stickers or something, uh, let me know. I'll send them your way for free because we have a few of those. Uh, and that's the thing. They were like, I'm flattered for the op- offer, but I'm, I live in Mexico and they thought the shipping would be pretty ridiculous. So they said, we'll pass yeah. on that. But they said, a little shout out for their tiny podcast would be more than enough. It's a show called manitas chinas y mas and yeah like he's like i said he said they're from mexico so i don't really know the premise that's all he really provided with me but i wanted to shout it out it's a guy named Louis francine uh thanks for this it was really funny <laughs> just years later unbelievable i realize especially doing a podcast if someone like calls back something you said it's it's less even just a like time and we've talked so much i mean that plays a part in it but like not remembering stuff it's just like no no one here thinks what we say is important we don't remember anything we talk about because it's just it's just shooting the shit and it's just like yeah just hearing something called back be like what did i say that exactly and then sure also a fan all the way in mexico it just reminds me of how wide of a reach we have and people from all over can listen to our dumb show so they stumble across it somehow and such an old episode pinecast really gets you out there sign up today (laughs) yeah Yeah. thank you it's all thanks to pinecast uh we need to do more ads for that and uh i remember back in the day we did a little goofy one with uh (laughs) you being like pinecast it's the shit or whatever i don't know <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one's ever heard that audio. <laughs> I don't no, think we've ever used that. Oh, we might have. I forget. But regardless, that was something that was worth bringing up. But uh, maybe before we do some show topics and wrap this up, uh, we do have the pleasure of having Basta on the program. Can we revive Stumpers? Oh, Is boy. that a yeah, thing? Uh, stumpers. Jesus. Fuck. Um. Is that something we can spring up on you last Hold second on. and expect you to play along with it so instantly? Is, I don't even you know what remember. to expect on the show. Do I even have a Stumpers folder? Oh, God, I do. <laughs> yes! Oh, no, there's only one file in it! No! <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it's not an especially well, it good It better one. be a good one. Uh, I can post it in the Slack regardless. Hold on. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's do a little mini stump. Uh, <laughs> oh, that didn't sound right. <laughs> Okay, here she comes. Uh, (laughs) Cuts. (laughs) I'm reading the ones from from back in April of 2019, which is apparently the last time we did this. Who decided that December 24th is Christmas? What a fucking question. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) What smartass decided this? This question comes from the topic, plastic surgeons. What are the possible ways a dentist can become a plastic surgeon? Uh-oh. Uh, 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 I feel so like listen, that's not... Let's say I go to dental school, right? I spend 
five, six years getting my certification. I can extract teeth. I know how to apply Novocaine. I can uh, go in there and put a cap on, you know, a chipped tooth or whatever. You know, if you need a cavity drilled, your teeth need some fluoride on them. I got you covered. And then I say to myself, you know, I'm just not making enough money, right? I got a deck to put on. I got a kid to put through school. What am I going to do? And I look over across the street and I see my neighbor, the plastic surgeon, and he's doing four boob jobs a day. Right. How do I become him <laughs> is the question. Uh-huh. Uh, how do you get that real money? Like you got to practice on someone uh, that you're doing dentistry I mean... on. <laughs> you just wake up from that. I would probably not recommend doing your that. Are like... uh, <laughs> and then you come back with a different nose. Hey, Tom. I know, we're, I know we're getting those pesky teeth in the back out. We're going to gas you. It's going to be no problem. You're not going to eat solid food for like three days. And you're going to get wow. a nice C cup when you wake up. Just a nice handful of breath. I mean, I suppose, you, that, you know, like, yeah. nose jobs are close enough to dentistry, right? Like, it's it's, it's right there. It, like, physically, it's close enough. Like, yeah, location-based. Right? But, I mean, I wouldn't just want to wake up with a, the doctor wailing into my face with a hammer. I mean, I guess that's what dentistry kind of is, but it's just in the different location. Oh. Yeah, I think it's all it's all optics, right? Like it, it's all about what people want to think about the the procedures that they're going undergoing, right? I mean, yeah. So, like, all right, the dentist. I'm sure some of that crosses over. Some of the six or seven years, a fair amount of that will cross over. Maybe like the first three years when you're doing your gen ed stuff, but like. You because you always wonder about plastic surgery. Like, is there? I, I mean, maybe you guys don't always wonder about it. I do. I'm in the shallow city of LA. It's everywhere. Um, but is there like specific schools just for plastic surgery where it's not? Because plastic surgery is not always cosmetic. It's not always superficial. Some of it is like cleft palates, or it is something yeah. to actually help you with, and it's not just to look hotter. So, like, there's got to be. Surgery school. I wonder if the tooth fairy has anything to do with this, because the dentist could get contact her, and maybe she has the hookup with like the plastic. Well, she's, she's got the money. Knowledge. She's the one that provides them with the funding for dentistry. Yeah, that makes sense. She's like an angel investor. I was thinking mafia boss. <laughs> an angel investor. <laughs> I got all. That's not how that works at all. <laughs> I got all my stock options and angels right now. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could, I mean, I'm sure there are people who went from dentistry to plastic surgery, but like, I feel like, I feel like dentistry. I feel like you would have known that that's not your calling, like, well into dental school. <laughs> well, I feel like both of them are difficult enough, and I, I can't imagine it, I can only imagine the only factor would be like, if you go to an area with a lot of plastic surgery, like LA, and it's like, you're making stupid amount of money for doing some stuff that's not like life-saving typically versus like dentistry seems like you could like go to any town and be a dentist and make a pretty good living and like seems like dentist is like i'm chill i know what i'm about you know in at eight out by six whatever plastic surgery is like the glitz and glamour of like high rolling like i'm doing cocaine off my scalpel that's great i love it (laughs) (laughs) And maybe they're just sick of everyone's bad breath. Oh, this is true. God, I can't, this is true. I can't imagine being a dentist. I don't. I want nothing to do with people's mouths. 
Yeah, I I went to school with a surprising number of people that ended up becoming dentists. High school, that is. Oh, same. Um, and or, or dental assistants, like people that become dental hygienists. Yeah. Like it's like all of the downsides of being a dentist with none of the upsides. <laughs> none of the it's like you're not check. actually a doctor. You just like clean other people's teeth. You deal with like the nastiest parts of the whole part, the whole process. The dentist just like comes in and like sticks a little thing in your mouth, looks around, says, "Nope, you don't have any cavities," and like leaves. At least that's how it is for me. Man, they like, why would you choose to have that job? Mike Rowe in as a dental assistant. That the dirty jobs guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think he's allowed to perform surgery on anyone. <laughs> in dirty jobs. I watch that a lot is of a it. dirty one. That's true. Uh, uh, but it is funny you say that, Matt, because uh, someone that graduated in my class of high school and was my dentist for the longest time, but he actually just moved to Harrisburg to because his wife had to relocate her job or something. So it's a bummer that I'm no longer uh, catching up with a high school friend every time I go to the dentist. But uh, I feel like, yeah, once you get to that level, you're just kind of coming in and checking the teeth and just like, Tink, tink. It's like everything's fine, but like <laughs> the other people, them, the other people really do the dirty job. Yeah, you're right. That's a tooth in there. Yep. I'll see you guys later. I'll be seven thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, I think. Well, like, I think with basic checkups, that stuff they do for like you know nine a.m. to eleven a.m. or something, and then the rest of the day they're either going to like conferences or like uh, doing root like, canals, like the bigger shit like that. Yeah, they're planning out someone's surgery in the back because like I had a root canal, it was a goddamn nightmare. But that was an endodontist. Who's different? And then like, but I had to go to an orthodontic office to do it, and it's just, it was such a pain in the fucking ass. Um, and they didn't even do it right. My roots are still in there because apparently they're twisted. And he's like, "Yeah, if those start rotting, you're fucked." I was like, "Thanks, doc." So like, <laughs> that's four thousand dollars gone or something like that. Um, what are we talking about? Sorry, no, I it's cool. I had fucking I had braces as a <laughs> yeah, kid, yeah. and then I outgrew my retainers, and now my teeth are starting to grow apart again. And yeah, my bite is so fucked up that my to- my front teeth don't touch my bottom teeth. So like, it's just really ridiculous. Uh, this this lady that I just uh met as my new dentist was saying that uh that I should either get braces again, or I'm probably just never gonna have like a normal Straight bite. Teeth. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know some people have gotten Invisalign after uh, after college. So, oh my god, guys! Huh? I have a horror story to tell you. Oh no! Oh no! I sit next to someone at work who has Invisalign, and all goddamn day they sit next to me and they like Popping click it? the Invisalign uh, in and out. So they got their no. fingers in their mouth and they just sit there with like one finger in their mouth, it's just like clicking gum. the Invisalign. Yeah, it's like. Uh. I don't want to be this person. All oh, no. fucking day. And it's like they're typing shit. They're like using their trackpad and they stick their finger in the mouth. Yeah, that is not sanitary. <laughs> oh my God, it grinds my gears so fucking hard. It's the worst thing ever. Are you going to steal their Pray Invisalign? <laughs> just take it away you from You know, me. honestly, if I see it like on the edge of a table next to a garbage can, I might just like bump it right in. Just Whoop. <laughs> I didn't see that, but like seriously... To all the listeners at home, I'm going to take this opportunity to abuse this platform to deliver a public service announcement. Keep your damn hands out of your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, man, that reminds me of an old I Was the Walrus. We literally ran out of ideas to the point where I was like, how many fingers are in my mouth? (laughs) (laughs) I remember that episode. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was dark times. Oh, dark times. This also reminds me, (laughs) my dad was out here like not too long ago helping me with my car shit. And he's bitching about his dentist, and because like all our dentists keep retiring, I don't know why it is. It's like, well, 
you don't want a dentist who's younger than you. He's like, no. Like, why does that dentist think they know what's happening? Like, why, what makes them think they're so smart? I'm like, well, they went to dentistry school for like seven years. They got degrees. Yeah. That's why they think they're smart. He's like, no, I don't trust anyone who's younger than me. I'm like, fine. But you're also old. So anyone older than you is going to retire or die. So you got to you gotta pick your battle there, old man. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Weird tangent to fill time. Anyway, it's cool. If you want to go to plastic <laughs> surgery and get that good, good money, go for it. It's going to be shallow, uh, life unfulfilling work. It's not life fulfilling. It's the opposite of that. Uh, draining work, but uh, you'll get a boat. Like you'll afford yeah. a boat. More blood and less spit. God, because like dentistry is like, I feel like for the most part it's like ah cavity here and there. But like when you have a bad dentist patient, like when they crack open their oh, mouth yeah. and it's just like a dead tooth split in half, like oh it's real bad. When it's bad, it's real bad. Yeah, wouldn't want to deal with that. No, it's very true. Oh, All right, man. well we've that really was, stretched um, this stumper to the limit. <laughs> that was good. That was amazing. We only stumper. had one. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, then uh, we can move on and do some uh, show topics. Uh, anything that's going on in the gaming news world, or maybe uh, even anime, whatever we can talk about. Anything we <laughs> want. Here, let's um, talk about anime. <laughs> yeah, oh, let's, no. let's bring that all up. Uh, Bassa, how do you feel about Promare, the latest Studio Trigger movie? Do you feel like no? But I do. I gotta get this one out of the way <laughs> real quick. Apparently, Disney won't even let Nintendo put Sora in Super Smash Brothers, and it's just like. Okay, we're just complaining about getting sword boys we don't want. A cool character like Sora, uh, Sora hey, would actually not, be acceptable. A cool character? He is cool. I love Sora. I think that would be a great addition to the Smash Bros. roster, but then apparently Disney is just like not even on board with it whatsoever. So it's like, here we go. We get a great option, and then it's shot down immediately. Well, because with any new character, they have to do the character. They got a different moveset, which might summon characters, especially with someone like Sora. And then they come with their own set of music and uh, their own level, at least with Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC characters. So it's not just like Sora. Like you're going to get a good amount of Disney stuff into Smash Brothers now. And that's just going to get messy real quick. So that's they're, pro- true, but they're probably just, just could- like, fuck it. This ain't even worth it. Ah, uh, fine. I just feel like if you just left it just at so- just at Sora, maybe summons Riku or Kyrie, and not another like Disney character. Like, Re- someone's- what-, what the hell is Kyrie going to do? I don't know. What has Kyrie done in any of these games? She's going to get kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, that was something that was in the news. Is there anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, let's see. I've been on a Fire Emblem kick, so I'll bring this up. Uh, I'm not playing it, but uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is the mobile game they've had out for a while. And it, I know a lot of people that was really into it because it's just a really easy, fun, like, you know, they're cute little sprite versions of the Fire Emblem characters from, like, all of the games. And it's uh, a tactics game, so, you know, tile base you can you know choose where your characters go and fight and stuff uh pretty similar to all the fire emblem games but on the phone which is really convenient uh so a lot of people are really into it and now they're gonna start charging a monthly service for like the good shit so you can still play it for free but you're just gonna get your teeth kicked in yeah you have to go to a plastic surgeon dentist to get them fixed uh incentive if you if you don't get this like monthly service, that's not just, it's not even like cosmetic. Like you get good characters, you get like stat boost and like different gear and stuff. So like, it's really kind of breaking the rest of the game. If you don't have it, 
And for a monthly service fee for a mobile game that used to be free, or I mean, it still kind of is free, it's 10 bucks. So, like, that's a hefty price for a dumb little, like, time killer mobile game. Totally. So, I think it's weird that they did it because uh, this Nintendo, they've also done it with other mobile games like the Mario Kart Tour mobile game and the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Like, they're like, I mean, it's the same plan for a lot of mobile games. Like, oh, we'll give you free up till the breaking point. And then after that breaking point, we're going to, you know, penny pinch it for all you're worth. But, like, they're really going at it with these big-name franchises. And I I don't know anyone who actually pays for any of these games. Like, you were in the Mario Kart for a while. I know a ton of people in the Fire Emblem Heroes. But I don't know anyone who's willing to pay for it. Yeah, no, I never paid for Mario Kart and don't intend to. But that's the thing. They don't even have the multiplayer figured out yet. So I don't really have much faith there. I'm just playing the main game just to kill time, really. Yeah, it seems like, especially with the Nintendo like mobile games, it's really just like uh, relying on you to be playing it for nostalgia. Because the game, the mechanics and gameplay isn't even that optimized or up-to-date or, you know, it's still buggy and troubleshooting. So... It's like, this isn't worth $10 for this broken game. But it's like, oh, but it's, you know, it's my nostalgia for Fire Emblem. Or I'm already hooked because I've played it for so long for free. So it's just like, ugh, that's gross. For sure. Uh, Speaking of gross, uh, guess what? Available on March 17th of this year is, uh, what's it called this time? God damn it. Uh, Kingdom Hearts (laughs) uh, All-in-One Package. And it's literally 10 magical Kingdom Hearts experiences all in one for PS4. But it includes Kingdom Hearts, the story so far, and Kingdom Hearts 3. And I'm like, well, why is it coming out on March 17th when technically you could literally go to the store right now and buy both of those together? And it's the same thing. I I don't really, unless you're going to save money this way. Either way, they're just finding another way to bundle it all together and be like, this time it's everything. And it's like, you guys have done that so much already. Because it sucks, and it's a yeah. bad franchise. They're, now they are just trying to be like, anyone who hasn't got it already, just please buy this Just game. go on. Just it's get all them all one. at once. Yeah. We bundled it for you. Isn't that enough now? Yeah, so that's just uh, enough Kingdom Hearts. But uh, yeah. speaking of Disney, though, apparently they're going to do a Lilo and Stitch live-action remake. I'm not sure <sighs> how... What? Yeah. Uh, dude. What? Dude. Has nobody learned from the year 2019? <laughs> no, Damn it. Not at all. It's, <laughs> Damn it. it. That was actually a perfect reaction. Hey, that's it because that's real. That's how I feel about it. It's Fuck. Like, why do we need Jesus. to do this shit? And no, did you see so the bad. imagery of this? It's like, it's it, if no, that th- is that's true. Fake. That's okay, thank God that's, that's fake. Because I was going to yeah. say, that's worse than Sonic. Like no, the, the original not, Sonic. Disney would not do that. That's a like fan-made concept mock-up. Yeah, I've seen, okay, thank I've seen God. it floating around before this was even announced. Okay, so. yeah, that's oh, just God, like that's an ugly-ass gremlin-looking thing. Yeah, I think it actually is just based off a of gremlin from the movie Gremlins, but like covered in blue Oh, wow. Like, okay. it, it looks very similar, you're right. Um, yeah, despite everyone's pissing and moaning about the Lion King, quote, live-action, quote, CGI, quote, whatever you want to call it, um, it made a fuckload of money, and that's why they keep doing this. So, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Get, uh, get I mean, everyone the, on the, the planet to is, stop banging. at least... At least the Lion King, like, it wasn't a problem. But, like, how about the fucking Sonic movie? How about <laughs> fucking Cats? Yo, Cats. Was yeah. nobody like, you know, maybe we should, like, reconsider this trend. 
It makes God money. They all make a lot of money. I mean, Sonic probably. Cats has lost a lot of money. <laughs> I hope so. Cats has lost a good amount of money. But God, what like what a fucking trip. If you guys haven't seen Cats yet, go see Cats. It's just wild. Seeing Shimble Shanks, the railroad why would I, cat. Why would I watch that? Why would I? Yeah, I'm going to spare myself. Uh, but that's Just get high and see Cats. We all know we're going to do it. Um... No, but, like, yeah, it, they keep making money. The Lion King, like, remastered, whatever you want to call it, it was one of the highest-grossing animated movies of that year, like, by a good margin. So it didn't, like, pick, clean up in the awards. Uh, I think The Missing Link got the, what, Golden Globe for Best Animated Award this year, or movie this year. Um, so it wasn't, like, raking in the award nominations. But, like, money-wise and box office-wise, it made a good chunk of money. Oh, there's an air raid. Disney heard me talking shit. <laughs> uh oh um, get down they're coming after me um yes so it's and they also own this property they own the rights to the movies so it's the same way sony just redoes a spider-man movie every so many years to keep the film rights so this enables them disney to keep the rights and you know hey here's a new here's a new movie for your kids to be obsessed with the way you were obsessed with this movie as a kid like true lilo and Stitch is one of my favorite disney movies of all time i fucking love it and i i want nothing to do with a live action version but no it's coming to disney plus that's what i mean uh it's not going to be for a while they're going to start shooting in hawaii this fall so uh i can wait on that Give one it, i'd say probably two three years then, yeah that makes sense if they're starting to shoot now but yeah uh speaking of uh people uh digging up the corpses of their uh earlier accomplishments and just trips around the body like a uh tragedy uh Uh-oh. blizzard did uh w- w- warcraft 3 reforged where it was kind of just a remastering of warcraft 3 and apparently it's bad apparently it's real bad enough where blizzard is apologizing for it and is promising a full refund for everyone that bought the game oh wow so like apparently they fucked up real bad and it's just it's not it hasn't been a good two years for blizzard and it's it seems to be continuing that way. So, uh, yeah, yikes. Yeah, definite yikes. Uh, speaking, I'm trying to go with the segues here. Speaking of uh, <laughs> refunds, uh, I got uh, one of those signed copies of the book. Uh, it's that comic that's kind of going viral lately by Nathan Pyle. Those aliens that are just all like oh, speaking right. really funny. Uh, I got one of his books and it's signed by him and stuff. But it was funny. the The website I ordered it through was like some collectible website. They're like. Yeah, only certain a number of these exist, so I'll order it now. So I like jumped on that, and after like a few weeks go by, they end up refunding me my order, and I was just thinking, oh man, they probably sold more than they actually had in stock, and I just got like boned. And so I was thinking, well, I got refunded. I'm not going to get this book. It showed up on my doorstep like another week later. So I ended up getting oh. a signed copy of this book for free. I'm like, that's and awesome. Refund, yeah. <laughs> and I also feel like it ties into this episode because we were talking about dentists during that mini stumpers. Uh, there's this one like panel by him that's really funny where it is like the one alien at the dentist and it's like, oh, now wear the trash necklace and now feel helpless. And it's like, it's just, it's really funny. So I can't recommend his comics enough. Nathan Pyle check them out i think it's called strange world yeah you've definitely if you've been on the internet in the last year you've seen at least one or two of them floating around for sure he's blowing up uh continuing with the uh train of logic of video games being disappointing which they always are oh no uh, ubisoft is announcing a few big triple a games and like their release dates for them so they got like a dragon ball z game they got uh 
this other Watch Dogs Legion, Assassin's Creed, which apparently is the next one's based off like Vikings and stuff. So they announced some of those days uh, release dates. Uh, but for anyone who is super excited for Beyond Good and Evil Two, which is a much anticipated sequel to a game that's you know what fifteen years ago now at this yeah, point, yeah, at least yeah. And they keep teasing a trailer every like, two or three years, like oh here's a little more, and trying to get people all <laughs> hyped up for it, and no one really knows what it is anymore because it's so different from what it once was. Right. Um, yeah, it's not coming out in 2020 or 2021. What? Don't be excited for this game. It's never coming out. This that is, a, is this is Ubisoft's Half Life Three. Like it's just not happening. And I've given wow. Up. I like the first sucks. one. I I played it much af- much later after it released, so I didn't have like you know kid nostalgia for it. Like right. But like, and it's a solid game. The last boss was like goddamn nightmare. I remember that. Um, but it was like a fun game, and I just I don't know what they're doing. And this is the one where. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was tied into the like audio and artwork. Like, send us your stuff for free, and we might put it in the game, but not pay you for it. And like that whole scandal uh, a year or two back at E3. So, yeah, it's I don't know what's happening with Beyond Good and Evil. And at this point, the stories about it are bigger than the game itself. So it's just wild. Um, and the last thing I have, which is actually kind of a good note, is there's uh with the success of the Switch. There's a bunch of games from the Wii U that are being ported over, which are making up a big bulk of the Switch library at launch. And one game I was interested in, but never got to playing, was uh, the Wonderful Wonderful 101, which is effectively like a Pikmin successor, but you play as 101 heroes, and you like kind of control them as a collective, and you use them to like build a bridge to get citizens across safely or you know they all stack on top of each other to pick up a building and throw something like you play as like this collective of 100 heroes and uh really neat cool like visual style it's by platinum games or platinum studio which are great they did near bandana and all that um they're actually cutting ties with nintendo weirdly and they're getting it onto the switch but then also onto the pc and ps4 through a Kickstarter. So they're not getting the funding from uh, Papa Nintendo anymore. Okay. But the Kickstarter is already fully funded with, uh, I think their goal was like 50,000. And yeah, the goal is 50,000 and they're at uh, essentially 1.5 million. So they blew past their goal and any stretch goals they had. So it's coming to the PC, PS4, for the Switch. And uh, it's going to be really cool. Mostly bringing it up because one of the one of the tiers of rewards you can pay for is you can get one of the uh, head game developers of the studio who is like the head career for near automata and uh, a bunch of other games uh kamiya i don't know his full name um but like very pro- uh pro- prophetic uh, iconic game developer and director uh if you pay enough you can get him to block you on twitter so uh <laughs> He's nice. he's known as a very like kind of curmudgeon-y old like kind of reckless at least social media wise and stuff and you know doesn't take people's bullshit so they're like hey if you if you pay was like a hundred dollars or more you can get blocked by him on Twitter. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I have two things to end on. Uh, for those of you that were big fans of Untitled Goose Game, uh, we've brought up the website itch.io on our podcast numerous 
uh, on numerous occasions. Uh, but if you go to samperson.itch.io, samperson, just one word, uh, slash desktop hyphen goose, you can check out this game called Desktop Goose. And yeah, the description for this game is, I have created a goose that lives on your desktop. He is an asshole. And it's <laughs> it's basically the truth. It is just this little terrorizing, mischievous goose that will fuck shit up on your desktop if you want more mischievous geese in your life. That sounds... Hilarious, it's adorable, and I want yeah. nothing to do with it ever. Same, yeah. I'm definitely not <laughs> downloading it, but I feel like for those people that, if that even piqued your interest at all, uh, check it out for sure. Um, and then, can last I, can thing, I just I've... quickly say, uh, oh, the, please the do. The people, I don't know if y'all knew this, but the people that made um, Untitled, Goose Untitled Goose Game are the same people that made Firewatch. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought no, I might Austra- have heard that as trivia, but I forgot. That's really neat. Yeah, it was Australian studio. But they helped make it anyway. Oh, cool. Yeah, panic cool. Oh, speaking of fire, wait, Uh-oh. all the segues Uh-oh. tonight. Uh, this is the last thing I have. A uh, man invents a flamethrowing trombone that shoots fire. I mean, if it's th- flamethrowing, I feel like that's redundant. Uh, but that one's for Mark. Uh, flame, <laughs> flamethrowing really tr- tromboners. Uh, oh, I'll say the goose one. That's a good idea if you can get on someone else's computer and download and install the goose without them knowing. That's a fun Yes. Part maliciously yeah. uh but that's how we're gonna end this episode that was an episode uh let's do some plugs and wrap this up uh matt basta you have a podcast hosting service let's <laughs> tell our listeners yeah. about it yeah. well, this is this is news to everyone that's in case listening. you didn't know <laughs> you can find me on twitter at matt basta m-a-t-t-b-a-s-t-a oh my cat just jumped down <laughs> fell down or something um I run a podcast hosting service called Pinecast. That's P-I-N-E-C-A-S-T dot com. Check it out. Get started for free. No credit card required. And when you're ready for the good stuff, use the coupon code Plastic Surgery. Uh, all one word, all lowercase for your first month free. Word. Nice. And that's also where you can find Manitas, Chinas, and Imas. Thanks again for that whole Sagio shout out. That was wild. It's a different uh, group of words every time you say it. I, I think I got it right. I, I hope I, I did, at least. Uh, but, Bren, you also have another podcast. Where can our listeners find you on the internet? I got another podcast on this very own service called Pinecast. Uh, wow. the, the service is called Pinecast. The podcast is called Are Weeb There Yet? It's Matt Bass's personal favorite show on the service. Don't tell him that. And it's about watching anime and trying to convince people who don't like anime to like anime. So, I believe... <laughs> As of this week, our latest episode is, uh, actually, I don't know. One of our more recent episodes was Darker Than Black, and it was a shit show. And I loved it, because I love people yelling at me because I'm a masochist. Oh, Christ. Uh, Definitely check that show out, listener. And if you like our show, we're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. I am Twitch streaming every now and then, mainly some Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff, but gonna get to Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. Uh, Wish me luck. Tune in. talk shit on the franchise it's whatever uh but that's the thing uh i also have a record label it's missedoutrecords.com if you want to see what kind of tapes and vinyl and shirts and stuff are for sale there but that's going to do it for this week thanks so much for joining us everyone we will be back see ya i love you